0: Hi, this is Joan as Police Woman. To celebrate the release of Joan Thology, I've made a series of podcasts with my friend, Vanessa. Vanessa,
1: hi. Hi, Joan. What's up?
0: <laughs> Who I've been working with since my first record. In each of the podcasts, I will be discussing a specific record or records. Today's podcast is about to survive and cover...
1: second album to survive just before we talk about that specifically by this point you'd been getting a lot of recognition a lot of plaudits building your own fan base and a lot of nice attention how did that feel
0: i mean it felt surprising really yeah i i i knew i had to put the record out um i didn't expect anyone really past my family and my Close friends to hear it. And um, I mean, I thought I had something, but I didn't know if anyone else would think so. You know, it was really surprising and really mind blowing that anyone was paying attention. Yeah. You know, I had been around so many incredible artists. Mm -hmm. You know, I had played with Anthony for five years, Rufus been around Lou Reed, you know, all these incredible artists and singers. And what did I have, you know? Mm. I mean, I didn't think I was a worthless human being. I just, being around people that had their whole thing together already, it felt like, well, I I, I don't have that and I, I, I won't have that, you know? Um, so it was very it was overwhelming and wonderful. Uh and I did just tour from May 2006 continuously. Just, I I didn't stop. I just toured solo touring by I guess by the middle of 2007, I was headlining you know Shepherd's Bush stuff. You know, so it paid off and You know when I it just kept building, which was just outrageous to me, and I got the band to you know some of the tours were with the band, which was Ben Prasky and Rainy Ortica. and then some of them were solo. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, it was a dream, yeah, really. And then in March of 2007 my mother died of cancer Uh, she had gotten it a couple years before had gone through chemo gotten rid of it and then it came back and just got her and uh, so a lot of the next record has to do with that uh the the record to survive that was released in 2008 um a lot of the songs are around that and you know surviving that <clears throat> my mom and i had, had had always had a very uh tumultuous uh relationship there was always love but you know she didn't really like me all that much <laughs> um uh you know so it was particularly hard so the title track to survive is is a lullaby from the perspective of my mom and um you know you know this record is really heavy and really dark um although <clears throat> You know I, I had at this point, learned that you know gratitude was something that I really had to just go to all the time. So there is that in there, too. There is some hope. This record, I, I think, um, you know, really hit in a certain way in in Europe, in Italy, and in Europe. Uh, I mean, Italy like some drama, mm, uh, and yeah. they they definitely f- felt this record. Um, I I had originally imagined it would every song would start with to something, and. Four of them made it on there to be lonely, to be loved, to survive into America. Um, and I, you know, I just gave it up after a while. I was like, wait, this was a great idea, but (laughs) it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, it's just not gonna happen. Um, Rufus guests on it. I wrote to America with his voice in mind, uh, because he has such an amazing huge range and ability uh, so um it's a duet uh, that I wrote with his voice in mind um and it it's it's sort of about um you know the us was um, still in a state of uh great alarm with George W. Bush still uh, when I was writing it to America it was kind of also like America. Uh, symbolizing our our mother you know like just like we're losing our mother here David Sylvian guests on uh, one song. He had contacted me to record previously on one of his brother's tracks. So then I had him sing on on Honor Wishes, the opening track.
1: And where was this recorded? Were you still in, were you in Brooklyn again?
0: Same studio, same studio. Same engineer? Yeah, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. It was, yeah, it was great doing it there so as I had mentioned, I had been doing tons of touring and, um, Ben Porowski had done a lot of it and (laughs) he was, uh, he was, he was, you know, he was, uh, he was about done with touring. Uh, so he recorded two of the tracks on, on this song, on this record. And this is when I got Parker Kindred in the band.
1: And let's talk about Parker. Yes, let's. You, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> you knew him already. This wasn't the first time. So Parker was in Jeff's band. Right. And Parker and I had collaborated in the band Black Beetle that happened previous to, you know, just before Jonas Policewoman. And actually, uh, Michael Ty and I, who were writing a lot of the songs, um, Michael made a band uh, and Parker was doing that band. And I mean... So he couldn't do everything. So, but at that point, that band had disbanded and, and, uh, I was lucky enough to get him in the band and he is still in the band. Uh, he is one of the great musicians, um, alive. Yes. He's like my favorite drummer, but he also is so much more. He has a voice that is so spectacular and has a huge range. And just his musical ideas are broad. He he has it all. Uh, he's also one of the funniest, darkest human beings I've ever known. And um, <laughs> yeah, I can't even go into that, because it would get immediately rated x <laughs> i had uh nathan larson who was a, a very old friend of mine who was in a band called shutter to think and i mean he was in Swiz, of a hardcore band from the 80s uh from from dc uh nathan and i are exactly the same age and i i got him to play some beautiful guitar on start of my heart and he played on um, other tracks. He's, he's all over there. Max Moston, who, who I worked with in Anthony's band, a violin player, he did a, a beautiful arrangement for To Be Lonely, uh, for the strings.
1: this record you'd been touring so heavily with real life when did you get a chance to write it or even go into the studio is that done piecemeal
0: i think i i made most of my records piecemeal okay because i do so much stuff i i don't think i ever do it all at one time okay um i also really enjoy doing it you know making records that way because then there's time to reflect there's time to think about what is this record missing? Um, should I write this other kind of song to even it out? Um, you know, what is the sonic template and what should I push further and what do I need more of? Um, yeah. So, I mean that, that's just like a very comfortable way of doing it. Um, and then once I've got all the songs uh, in sort of some sort of basic form, then I can decide which ones need horn arrangements. Doug Weaselman did the the horn arrangements. Uh, again, he also did them for for Real Life. Um, also, one of my favorite musicians, Ed Pastorini, plays on the record. He is an amazing piano and guitar and songwriter. Uh, He has one of the most unique, weirdest sense of melody and song. He reminds me of Captain Beefheart, um, plus the Beatles. Right. Yeah, it's really unique. And so I just got, I got, uh, you know, I, at this point, there was a club uh, in downtown uh, New York called Tonic. And... uh, we. I had spent a lot of time there. Black Beetle had played there a lot. It was, it was a, a real meeting of, of the minds of sort of a continuation of the Knitting Factory crowd, plus others. You know, they did all kinds of shows there. So there was all these really brilliant, super creative musicians uh, that I had met through Tonic and through collaborating and playing there. So a lot of them play on, also on Real Life, but a lot of them play on this record as well. A lot of people think that the cover was specifically based on a Virginia Woolf cover, but it is not. I ju- I think I just happened to have a similar profile or something. As it usually happens, I I I planned on having a really over the top photo of me dressed as Joan of Arc or something like on a hill. You know? <laughs> like something completely absurd and we did those photos and then thankfully the photographer matt maherin said i really want to get your profile i love your profile i want to get i want to get more portrait style uh photos of you and i was
1: like all right (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you know that that ended up being the cover because it was the best photo.
1: Is the title track the key song for you? No for this album. Okay.
0: No, the t- the title track is is um, is like a song I had to write. Uh, it's so sad, and it, it's 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 really not the key. Um, it's not the key the key track for this record. I mean, there it's hard to say key key tracks, but like. To Be Loved, To Be Lonely, Start of My Heart, Hard White Wall. Those songs really still speak to me. A lot
1: of people love the song Holiday as well. If we were to force you, though, to pick one track, and it's not the title track by Sounds of Things, which one would it be from this album? They're
0: so different. Mm. What should I do? Of those tracks, To Be Loved, To Be Lonely, Start of My Heart, and Hard White Wall. I still play Start of My Heart. Recently, one of my friends said... You were really in love when you wrote that song, and I'm not going to comment.
1: Album. So who's on the cover? Right. I need to ask
0: that. For a well, start. I decided that since it was a covers record, I also needed a cover—a cover of a record. Uh, well, it's a—it's a—it's a song that a lot of people have have done. Everything I do, going to be funky. But the artist is O'Donnell Levy, and on the cover of O'Donnell Levy's record, his hands are around a woman's ass, cupping a woman's ass, and so because. In the spirit of, oh, should I do that or should I not? Well, it's really over the top. Yes, do it. Uh, I did a cover of that cover, and I had my friend Murray Hill shoot the shoot the shoot the image, and a, a burlesque performer named Angie Pontani. That is her ass, and those are my hands. And anyone that thinks that's my ass has never really gotten a very good look at me <laughs> um, but um so that that is what that is what that is. And if I had covered a more famous cover, it would be more obvious that I was covering a cover. but you know, it's also a taking back. Of, you know, taking back the night on, like, a guy's hands on a woman's ass, you know? I mean, now it's just my hands on a woman's ass, so is that better? Well, I mean,
1: yes, it is. <laughs> For me, it is. <laughs> and so releasing an album of covers at this point, two albums in, is an unusual move.
0: Yeah. I I really enjoy reworking songs that aren't mine. It's really freeing. And it allows me to do a lot of stuff that I wouldn't maybe do on my own songs. It also allows me to collaborate with a lot of people individually on each song and to just take them really far out into, you know i'm not I'm not interested in ever covering a song where it sounds very similar. Uh, so I worked with all different kinds of people on on the covers record. Um many people I had worked with a lot in the past, but were not on um were not on my my first two records uh Joseph Arthur and I did whatever you like which was which was a huge hit at at you know at one point it was on the radio not not my song was not a huge hit um but the the original um by t i from atlanta was a huge was a huge hit and um And I got to cover She Watched Channel Zero by Public Enemy, who I adore, and Overprotected by Britney Spears, which I always really loved as a song, but couldn't stand the recorded version. And Fire by Jimi Hendrix, one of the great songs. Like, you know, I sort of pushed myself to do some of them because I felt like they were already really perfect. So how can I change it enough so that I'm not ruining the original, but bringing something into, to it. Shazad Ismaili played a lot on this record as well. A bunch of different instruments. Um, yeah. And this, this is a, you know, I, I made this record separate from my label. I just made them myself and sold them at shows as a, you know, it, it wasn't like a regular release, uh, but just, just something that's really fun for me to do.
1: Covers it, as you said, something you enjoy doing. Yes. And there's new ones coming up. Well, there's new ones on that you play live that are going to be included on the Thology album.
0: Yes, there's a cover on that of Kiss by Prince. And I've been working on the second covers record pretty much since that one. I've got a lot of tracks. Half recorded. So that's something to look forward to. That will be happening sometime in the future.
2: down next to your fire
0: listening to this episode of the Joanology podcast. Make sure you check out the other episodes available. My upcoming record also called Joanology will be released on the 24th of May on Play it again Sam.